Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Sunday, November 29th, 2020. It is about 4.10 in the afternoon. I've just parked the car and I moved it to a Friday spot, meaning I don't have to move the car till 10.30 a.m. Friday, which works out perfectly because on Thursdays, I usually pick up or drive and pick up Oliver to his uh activity group in Gowanus. Um, So that means I don't have to think about the car until Thursday evening. Uh, And in other car news, I actually finally put the dead stickers on the car today, which is nice. Um, I bought this like long window sticker in Woodstock that consists of nine steal your faces. And in the sort of like circle space, there is a dancing bear walking through a sunrise and sunset in front of a mountain and it's really nice but I didn't keep the whole thing intact I cut out three um kind of pretty pretty little sunset things of the bear kind of walking out of frame and since it's a window sticker and this car has tinted windows it's it's very subtle you have to actually look to notice it but it's pretty cool and I'm I'm happy now that for my second car ever I have dead stickers just like I did on my first car the first car had the dancing bears, one actually also cut out of like a long rectangular sticker. I cut out individual things just like this time. It was a dancing bear on the left corner of the back window and a dancing bear on the right corner. Anyway, so that's the car update. Uh, let's see. What's going on this week? Well, it's been two weeks since the last uh, since the last episode. Not too, too much. Um Oh, during last thir- last Thursday's like Thursday activity, not Thanksgiving, but um, the week before, we actually decided to get some Pig Beach barbecue to go, obviously. And I went over there, and I had not been in Pig Beach since February, and it was it's nice to be back in there. But um, when I walked in, their computer system just totally went down, so I actually had to go to an ATM and get cash. It was the first time I'd been to an ATM since like February or early March, and. Um, and it was it, I got a new ATM card at like four months ago, and I'm I'm glad it worked. It was the first time I'd used it. Um, but yeah, it was nice to get Pig Beach again. I'm enjoying my Thursday tradition of of while Oliver's at this play group, I go to Threes and I pick up my beer. And this time went and got Pig Beach. Um, it's kind of fun, and I like driving around just with Oliver around the neighborhood. And he and I talk, and we talk about what's on the on the map you know, up on the car play on the display screen. And, you know, he asks which way we're going. He really knows the streets in this neighborhood and in Brooklyn. It's pretty crazy. Um, let's see, other big news. The week, a week ago, we went to um, Saugerties because we went up to Julie's family's, Julie's sister, like, you know, the family that lives upstairs. My brother and sister-in-law and my nieces, they got a they got a house in... Socrates in September, and this was our first time going up there after several aborted failed attempts. And it's beautiful. It's on this like kind of secluded end of a lane, and it, you can't see anything else. And it's in the mountains, and it's just exactly what you would want from a Socrates Woodstock Hudson Valley country home. And it's awesome, and we had a really great time. We went into Woodstock, which is like a you know seven or eight minute drive. Um, on Saturday afternoon, and just window shopped, and I bought that. I bought these dead stickers at Not Fade Away. Hadn't been into Woodstock in a few years. I think since we were recording Day of the Dead, um, and 
yeah, it was just a really fun afternoon. We played card games, um, or actually a dice game, <laughs> after dinner at home, and just uh, Drew and I drank some beer and topped it off with whiskey. Uh, just a great night. And the next day, we all went hiking at um, Catterskill Falls, which is a true landmark of the Hudson Valley, but I'd never been to, um, and it is amazing. It's one of the tallest waterfalls on the East Coast. Um, thin, though, thin volume. It's like a long, thin waterfall, uh, unlike, say, Niagara Falls, which isn't too much taller, but of course it's like got this crazy amount of volume because it's the entire Niagara River. This is just like a small stream, but it's beautiful, and it's um, centuries famous, um, as it should be. Uh, so... You generally, if you start from one trailhead, you start at the top. And we start at the top and we went all the way down and we, Oliver and Julie and I went all the way down to the bottom and all the way back up, which was quite a feat for Oliver, for all of us. But um, I was impressed Oliver did it. Um, even my younger nieces kind of begged out of doing the entire hike. They went back up halfway. Um, so good job to us. Although I have to say, I kind of felt it in terms of like, I think I was probably also, you know, dehydrated from drinking so much the night before, but um, there was also a windy car ride there and I was in the back seat and I felt car sick slash dehydrated for the first time in a very long time. And it felt unusual to be so out of it. This is when I got home. When, you know, af- After the hike, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to go lie down. And I, I mean, I really had to lie down. Um, and I was a bit out of it the rest of the day, but luckily I was fine for the drive back to New York City. Um, tell you, like Google Maps and stuff, it's kind of amazing how you think you're going to go one way and then they calculate because of traffic. So we were going to go across the George Washington Bridge, but then all of a sudden I noticed it was taking us off this exit. I was like, oh, we're going to go to the Lincoln Tunnel. So it's kind of funny to be driving through like Hell's Kitchen um, on a Sunday night. Um, but anyway, then we had a short work week, of course, and school week. And then um, Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving, we I we had de- we decided against going to see Julie's parents in Baltimore, and also we decided against going to the country house uh, just because there was um, other family going up there on the other side, and we're just like it's going to be too crowded, and you know they're coming from Massachusetts, and let's just like doesn't make sense to do it, even though we are in a pod with our upstairs family because we all live in one house. But with the other relatives coming in, we're like, not worth it. And we decided it was not worth it to travel, drive to Baltimore and see Julie's parents. So we will see them one day. Um, who knows? But So we just stuck around here. We went to Prospect Park on Thanksgiving Day. Um, we ordered Indian food and it was delicious and we had a ton of leftovers. I had Indian food for lunch the next day and it was fantastic. And then we drove up to Astoria the next day to Julie's friend and she gave us a ton of leftovers from her Thanksgiving dinner. So um, it was kind of the way to go. We bought a pecan pie at the bakery, some bakery on Columbia Street. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but anyway, good times. Um, it was a good Thanksgiving, you know, pretty low key and definitely took advantage of, well, if we're not going to cook anything or go to some big dinner, let's just do something out of the ordinary. And ordering Indian food was <laughs> the way to do it. Um, so let's see, in other news around the apartment, because that's kind of the only news there is, we sort of switched up our modular shelving system, which is awesome. Um, and it takes up the entire wall, of, one wall of our apartment. And we switched it up so that we have two quote unquote desks next to each other. There's like seating spaces with desk space. One is technically mine because 
Um, I was finally given desk space I've been asking for. It's not the huge desk I've always wanted, but at least I have a place to put like mail, you know, and like anything that I, you know, it's just a place to put stuff down. And um, and Oliver's been doing his remote classwork there, and that's going really well. After I guess is it one week or two? Um, but anyway, it's been great. Two weeks. Um, and in other news, um, oh, well, we, en- we enrolled Oliver in hybrid learning. Um, he's not going to be fully remote anymore, but of course, all of New York City schools went remote the day after he- we beat the deadline to sign him up, which is ironic. And then just this afternoon while we were at Home Depot, I got a text alert on my phone saying that all of a sudden schools are going to be open again and no one seems to know the full details, but... It seems like in a week, Oliver might be going to school now full time. So I have no idea what's going on. Um, what a roller coaster and whirlwind. And again, I would just say that I feel fortunate that we kind of are all in space. Uh, we're in places where we can like kind of deal with this roller coaster. But I mean, you know, single parents or working parents that have, you know, jobs that are less, um, uh, um, accommodating than ours, like it's must be a nightmare. Obviously, so we'll see what happens with this new school things. But I, I am mildly looking forward to, but mostly not looking forward to all of the emotional drama and Twitter and texting back and forth and schools drama of like how good or bad or awful this next stage is going to be. But I mean, I'm trying to look at the bright side, which mostly I feel like it's. Bright side, I just like Oliver needs to be in school. Most, you know, most kids do, but all kids do. But he just really has regressed, and he just says every day he wants to be back at school. Which this is a kid that never said that before. So anyway, the twenty twenty rolls on. Um, well, let's see. Now's basically the two weeks. Um, and coming up this month, I have my first dental appointment in a year. Um, uh, in a week and a half on a day off. Oh, and I'm taking like six days off in the next month because I have all these vacation days remaining, six or seven actually. Um, I'm taking off like mostly Wednesdays and then like some Tuesday and Wednesdays and, you know, that sort of thing. And just kind of covering my duties, you know, not going, not taking a week off, but just breaking it up, which I like to do in December. Um, I like using these days off at the end of the year and just kind of having a sort of like, not routine month schedule wise. I like that. Uh, books. Let's move on to books. Um, the Rub of Time by Martin Amos, his collection of reviews and essays and political writings over the past 20 years. I did not read it all, which was not, my, I did not intend to read it all, but I read much of it and it was enjoyable. And I like reading Martin Amos once in a while. And now that that's sort of like, did the deal, did the trick for me for a while. I will maybe read his new novel at some point, but I. You know, he's no Kingsley Amos' father, and <laughs> I like Martin Amos's nonfiction much better. I mean, his his book Experience, if you've never read it, his memoir, which came out in like 2004, is, I mean, it is one of the best books I've ever read. And I, I know that it happens to be considered like a pillar of the memoir um, uh, type of book. And it's, you know, it's crazy that he wrote it when he was like 50 or something, but which is not not old to be writing a memoir. Um, so anyway, 
Martin Amos. That was pretty good. Let's see. My Cincinnati Magazine has kick, subscription has kicked back in. I got my first print issue in a year. And I'm so happy. This magazine brings me so much joy, not only because I love Cincinnati, but it's just such a well done, high quality magazine. I mean, it's like as if like New York Magazine had a similar issue in Cincinnati. Um, it's like, how does this city support such a magazine? But somehow it does, I guess. And they have a digital presence too, although I don't know. But anyway, I happily pay them the twelve ninety nine a year, which is nothing for this beautiful product. Um, and let's see. Oh, I guess the next book I'm going to read is This Isn't Happening, um, the Stephen Hyden book, the new book, which is ostensibly about Kid A, the album Kid A by Radiohead, but it's more about like just how music and art and general culture and blah, blah, blah shifted in the year 2000. Um, so that's next on my list. Uh, let's see. Oh, I actually have some TV stuff. So I'm still watching Ted Lasso, which is awesome, as everyone seems to know. The Mandalorian, I caught up on the last three episodes. Um, I feel like The Mandalorian is like the best Star Wars anything since maybe... The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it is absolutely just incredible Star Wars storytelling and incredible Star Wars visuals, and they're doing it all so well. Um, so yeah, The Mandalorian, and I watched Folklore, which is the Taylor Swift surprise movie that takes place at Aaron's house. It's um, Aaron Dessner's studio. It is Taylor Swift and Aaron and Jack Antonoff, who also made the record, and they get together for the first time in person, even though they made the record, and they play the album, and they talk about the album, and it's pretty awesome, and the world gets to see how beautiful um, the studio is, Long Pond, at, at up in like up north of Hudson, and um, you know it's well known as being on the cover of the National Sleep Well Beast, and um, a lot of other records have been made there. Most almost it's all by friends. Like you, you can't like rent out the studio. I don't think. Um, and I keep hoping to record there with Gabe. And Josh Kaufman has always said, like, oh, let's record with Gabe at Long Pond. I'm like, yeah. And then Gabe's hard to pin down, does my old Taka Taka bandmate Gabe. But uh, by complete coincidence, he texted on Thanksgiving and he said, or on Friday night, and he said, I need to make music again. Let's do it. And I was watching Folklore as he wrote that. And I was like, well, dude, I know a place we can record, um, hopefully. So... Anyway, but I think we'll do it. Um, I'm looking forward to just writing with Gabe, maybe on his back porch, because as you recall from last week, he lives on the Hudson River right now, <laughs> which seems like a very fine place to play music. Um, so folklore, that was good. Let's see. What else have I been watching or listening to? Listening to, uh, let's see, some Christmas music. I listened to A Holly Dolly Christmas, the new Dolly Parton album. It's quite good because Dolly Parton's great. It's... um. Very religious. Uh, lots of Jesus and Mary and angels talk talk in the lyrics, and um, yeah. So anyway, nice record. Um, let's see. I listened to Live Drugs, the War on Drugs new album, uh, live album, which is just this mammoth, awesome live album in the great classic rock tradition, and which is I'm sure what Adam wanted, and it is really great. Um, I think I like it better than the War on Drugs um, studio albums. Uh, and it was great to listen to in the car, driving upstate and driving around. Uh, Nick Cave has a new live album called Idiot Prayer. It's just Nick Cave at a piano in the Alexandria Palace in London, just playing his songs. Like, And it is fantastic. It gets really dark and weird. And so when we were doing that drive, almost approaching the Lincoln Tunnel, 
on the on the way back, and it was dark and it was starting to rain, and we just want to get home. And I'm and the solo version of the Mercy Seat, Nick Cave is kind of screaming and playing the piano, and Julie in the back seat just goes, "Ah, what is this?" Um, so I guess not for all tastes, but it's very good. Um, Pink Floyd remastered and re whatever did Delicate Sound of Thunder, their 1989 or 88 live album of the Momentary Lapse of Reason tour, which I love that tour. I saw it. I love the album and I loved Delicate Sound of Thunder when it came out. Um, and this new version is better because it sounds better. Um, and also they included all of the stuff that didn't make the original album, which is the stuff that I really liked. Like I don't need another Welcome to the Machine or Time or you know all that, all the classics that I've heard four million times. But I am interested in hearing Signs of Life, the instrumental that opens Momentary Lapse of Reason and um, Terminal Frost and the more unusual songs. Um, and so, yeah, and the cover art is better. The newly remastered cover art, which is like similar to the original, but um, kind of a new spin on it. And what else? I put down the. Um, oh, speaking of speaking of Jack Antonoff, this folklore thing. I listened to Chinatown, which is a new single by Bleachers, his band, and um, my friends. This text thread with um, uh, Adam Graham and and Mark Graham and. And Big Matt out in Detroit, Springsteen text thread basically, they noted that um, Bruce is a guest singer on the so- new song Chinatown by Bleachers, and it's um it's quite good. And speaking of Bruce, I listened to Letter to You. I don't know if I mentioned it last time. I think I did, but if I didn't, it's it's excellent, and it's definitely his best new material. I think since as a collection, since Magic at least. Um, and the three songs that he included on the album that he wrote in the early 70s um, are outstanding. And it, it's amazing to hear Bruce at this, his current age recording songs that are very much written in that style from his early 20s. And you, you really hear that songwriting style. It's great. And I also wanted to shout out A Sip of Positivity, um, T-E-A, by my friend and coworker, Leah Palmieri. Um, who it's just uh, she interviews different people and every weekend it's like a nice, it's just about positivity in life basically is sort of the guiding um, theme of it all. And my friend David Nagler did the music for it and it's great. My friend and sometimes colleague, musical colleague, um, back when everyone played music in public, which doesn't happen anymore. Um, I think I'm going to wrap this up because I'm running out of time. Uh, and I'll just say beer wise, I've been drinking a lot of like, awesome stouts and porters it's that time of the year and uh threes has been making some great ones and just like what was the one called uh their barley wine called sound of exclamation oh my gosh it's like ambrosia it's so great um and i picked up some second encore from wild east also in gowanus and i guess that's it i want to i want to finish this up before it cuts me off so for me, Conrad. This is the Conrad Life Report, episode 55, Sunday, November 29th, 2020, live from the basement in Brooklyn in Carroll Gardens. Um, Take care and see you next time.